Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy. Far, far away, uh, just like Ahsoka, we are back, baby. We are back. My name is Justin. I'm one of the hosts. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh. I'm really glad you started it out with a woo. And to quote (laughs) one of my favorite Star Wars characters, (laughs) That was a really good chopper. Sounded more like Blue's Clues than Chopper. Good luck translating that, people. Good luck. Uh, this is Kyle. I have a note on that. And I'm just happy to be back here with uh, my Thrawn boys, my Star Wars bros, uh, back on air after our end of summer hiatus. It was, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, a couple weeks off. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. Without a dope beat to step to, you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we had a couple weeks off there, recharged the batteries, because we got a long haul coming up between Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, everything else that's coming out yeah. over the next couple months, so a little time off is good. A little time off is good for the brain, good for the body, uh, but man, I am excited to talk about some Ahsoka today, because we got a lot to talk about. Um, let's dive into news and notes first. We don't have a lot. Uh, the writer strike is still going on right now. Um, so hopefully things get negotiated and back on track there. Um, but just pay, pay the it's people. Very easy. Pay, pay the people. Yeah. Done. We could have already been done. with this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then the other news that has happened really since the last time we put an episode out was the Haslab. The ghost was backed. We yeah. didn't even talk about it. It made it. It Finally. made it. Star Wars Woo. Haslab. It's back um, on the radar. Yes, it is crawling though. Currently, it is. Uh, it backed after three days. Currently, at least yeah, when I last checked, it was like end. eleven. I think it was eleven two seventy five as of like two days ago or something like that. So it's probably at about eleven five right now. There's thirteen days left. Tier one is unlocked, which is Ezra Bridger. Um, tier two, Kanan is next, and then tier three, Zeb. Now we did get confirmation. There was a Q and A Q&A with Hasbro yesterday um with several media outlets um that basically in the q a they said if the goal of 17k is reached that sabine and chopper will also be released to go along with the ghost but will be sold separately so they will be carted in that same back but they're going to be on the shelf the current count on the hasbro pulse website is eleven thousand thirteen backers 11,013? That went down. 11,013, which I don't know if people canceled. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That's I don't know. Sense. That's crazy. That went down a little bit. But, yeah. Um, I'm excited it got backed. I got it. So, I'm ready for it. It is huge. Yeah. It is huge. That's yeah, big. Well, speaking, for frame of reference, we saw the Phantom in the second episode of Ahsoka which is the little tiny thing that attaches to the back of this. And it, on screen, it was huge and about the size of the yes. ship that Ahsoka has been living in for like multiple years. Uh, so yeah, the ghost is giant. It's yeah. b- probably bigger than the Falcon, right? It's huge. It is. And they had to scale it down really for vintage because yeah. the, 
I'm pretty sure there's two seats in the front of the Phantom in the show. There's only one seat in the front of the Phantom on the Ghost. So they cut that down to... (laughs) You would have had... It would have had its own room if uh, they really did the (laughs) actual scale problem. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Josh, did you have something on the Ghost? Uh, Not on the Ghost. That's why I put my... that's why I put my hand down because I was like I had something to add before we moved on to the show. But oh, okay, that's well, okay. Um, anything else anybody want to add for news and notes? Yeah, that's I that was, so. I was just okay. I was just curious. So I bought a bunch of I've already bought a bunch of Ahsoka merch. I was just wondering what you guys think of some of the stuff that they've rolled out for show launch. Um, I picked up that Magic it? Band. Tell us what you got. I picked up the Magic Band and the mug from Shop Disney, as well as, I think there was like an exclusive, I got the Ahsoka plush and pin from the store too. Mm -hmm. Um, Chopper is from the Droid Factory is no longer park exclusive. You can buy him on Disney, Disney, uh, Shop Disney now. And um, I I didn't, I already got him at the park, but, um, and then uh, what else did I get? You said you got the pin of her in like the new kind of like samurai type gear, right? Yeah, very cool. And the and the band, yeah. I'm scrolling I, through them right yeah. now. I guess that is the other bit of news too. Is Ahsoka is now making appearances at the parks? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really? You guys haven't That's seen that? Cool. Yes, That's really um, cool. At least I, I don't know if it's both or just in Disneyland. Um, but yes, Ahsoka Ooh, is now. West Coast. Making appearances along with Mando and Grogu, walking around by I two. Did see that. That's pretty dope. So keep your eyes peeled if you're planning a trip to uh, at least Disneyland or either one of those parks. I don't know if she's at both. I didn't catch if it was at both or just the one. So, but yes, she is there. So that's pretty sweet. If it's I remember, they rolled out. Band. They rolled out Mando at Disneyland and then later at Disney World. So it could be mm-hmm. a similar scenario if that's what they did. Oh, I I, um, I picked up those ships that you sent us to the micro galaxy ones, uh, the the two Ahsoka ships in the package together. Oh, the Amazon exclusive yeah. one, and yes. I was so excited about that because the Ahsoka was a that was like a chase, so like the single one, so it's hard to find. Yep. So now I yep. like I don't care about that. I just wanted the ship, so I'm glad to mm-hmm. have an option that's affordable. And, yep, it is the Delta Seven and the. Eda two ship of hers that, um, but they only it only comes with the one Ahsoka and the one um, R seven. But that but there's but you can put them in either ship and it works just fine. It was an Amazon exclusive. It was supposed to drop at noon, and it didn't end up popping up until like six. I think a clock six. It's o'clock. interesting how bad they are the drops. Uh, like yeah, just all of yeah, them yeah, collectively. Yeah. Well, it was. I think people were like, "Well, it was supposed to be noon." Well, maybe they meant. You know, noon, noon Eastern, or noon, noon Pacific, right. or noon, noon, yeah. noon Pacific time. So it would be three hour time Eastern, and then they were like, "Well, maybe it drops at six when the episode airs." And I'm like, "No, like, <laughs> like it was just." I think they just didn't get it up. So, um, but yeah, some cool Ahsoka merch out there right now. Uh, lots of it. So you can find, it. but good choice on the Magic Band. Those things fly off the the exclusive ones, like fly off the shelf. So there's a good looking. Um, a uh, hoodie here on Shop Disney, oh, women's and kids only. No uh, men's or unisex sizes, but um, that's pretty cool. I would have liked to get one of those. I'm all. <clears throat> I'm also. They there was a line of uh, 
Ahsoka themed uh, a new line of Ahsoka themed jewelry at Rock Love too, including a, a chopper necklace. And I was thinking about nabbing that for Tab too. So, well, so while all the uh, straight men are talking about ladies' stuff, <laughs> there's a uh, lounge fly. Uh, shoulder bag, the No Jedi Ahsoka one. It's got like little, what I would call like American traditional roses on it as well, which looks really cool to me. Hey man, I I rock some lounge fly bags. I'm not gonna lie. Well, well, I, you uh, and I both I bought that chopper one that just yeah fit. yeah. I didn't get Hera though. The chop yeah, the chopper bag is awesome. Are you yeah. guys able to actually carry those backpacks though? Do they fit you? Yeah. Um, so I just I bought mean, it for collectible sake, but <laughs> you just have it on a shelf, right? Yeah. That's uh, if I'm going on, if I'm going to Disney or something like that, then yes, I that'd be the place. Yeah, that'd be the place. Like an event, like a con. I'll I'll bring it. It's not like a tote with me everywhere thing, but I use them. Like that's what they're for. It's is functional like, for you. Yeah. I, I also just because I know you guys will appreciate it. Um, I got a. Disney 100 Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers set of nice. ears, and they have Chip nice. and Dale on, on each ear, and then on the back is uh, Gadget, Hack, Hack and Wrench or whatever, and uh, mm-hmm. and Zip. But no Monterey Jack. No love for no Monterey money? Jack. Yeah. Jeez. But Gadget, man, hmm, what a fox. Yep. <laughs> As chipmunks um, go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. Was it, did, she did a mouse? She's a mouse, guys? right? Yeah, I think she's a mouse. She's she a mouse. She's some kind of rodent. Um, did you guys watch the Chippendale movie that came out semi recently? Yeah, no, but I good. love the theme by Post Malone. It's very good. Uh, it, it's, it's a banger, good. and the movie's actually quite good. I recommend it. To I've heard. You I've heard that it's good. I'm just listening, so. not up mm-hmm. on anything anymore besides Star, Star Wars. There's too much. <laughs> too much stuff. Yeah, this is uh, this is basically what I've been waiting for for weeks. I think most people have been waiting for for weeks was Ahsoka. It finally dropped. So excited. Let's talk about it. Let's dive into it. Um, we got episodes one and two. So you had about an hour and a half worth of Ahsoka Rebels goodness here. The first episode titled Master and Apprentice. The second episode titled, titled Toil and Trouble. Um, cast consists of Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson, Harrison Dula, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Sabine Wren, Natasha Lou Bordizzo, um, Balin Skull, Ray Stevenson, Shinhati, Ivana Sakno, um, Morgan Elsbeth, Elsbeth, which is Diana Lee Inosanto, um, Ezra Bridger, Iman Isfandi, only in a hologram form so far. Um, so far. Uh, who, Dr. Hu Yang, played by David Tennant. Um, Governor Ryder Izzati himself, Clancy Brown, making Crushing an appearance it. in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Senator Jai Kel, um, who also is coming back from Rebels, uh, played by a different person, though. This was played by mm-hmm. Vinnie Thomas, and the original Jai Kel was played by... I, I lost it here. Um, it was uh, Rufio from... Peter Pan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is his um, daggone name? Dante? I, I wrote it. Yeah, it I think Dante you're right. Something? Dante Brasco, something. Brasco. Like yes, thank you. Um, and then uh, Min Weaver, played Brasco. by Peter Peter Jacobson, who's been in a lot of stuff as well. So, um, And I, I was talking to Josh before the show and before Kyle jumped on, but I, I have to say, just watching this, I, I'm so 
I was so sad in the beginning because Ray Stevenson knocked this out of the park, at least in these first two episodes. Phenomenal performance from him, and and I'm so sad that he's gone. Like that was just a nice little touch for them to put the end credit thing on there for our friend Ray. Seemed like a great guy. Everybody seemed to like him. So um, they dedicated the first episode to him, and he did a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome character. Great Jedi performance there. Um, But yeah, Yeah, super excited. They're no Jedi. (laughs) They are no Jedi. So, um, well, speaking of the uh, the first intro here that we started the the episode off with a bang with um this first intro by our no jedi friends thank you for allowing us to come on board captain hail if you don't mind me saying it's quite a surprise meeting jedi out here (laughs) our existence remains a mystery to most captain hail i bet it does You put on a good show, but uh, I don't buy it. I don't understand. You're no Jedi. Just some overconfident Imperial trash who just pushed their luck too far. Yeah, Hale was a little, like, just rude. You, sir, should have Mm -hmm. surrendered when the Empire collapsed. Jakris, get RD3 to scan these imposters for identification. Allow me to show you our identification. Shin goes off on people. You're right about one thing, Captain. We are no Jedi. Love it. Love it. Um Great start. Great start to this show. The opening ship flying in, you see it from overhead instead of underneath. Um you know, the Jedi are approaching. If we didn't know, if you didn't know what you knew about Balin Skull and Shin Hati going into this, right? And we didn't get all those pictures of the lightsabers and everything like this. Would you have thought they were Jedi walking into this ship in the beginning, but with how Ray delivered the lines? Probably not. No, Maybe you would have, I- you would have thought for sure they're bogus. Well, he, he does More seem than- like a Jedi at first, you know, mm-hmm. when he's, when he's still being polite. He was polite. He was kind. He was basically hoping he was just going to let him in there. They were going to spring her. And if any conflict was going to happen, it was going to happen on the way out. I would assume not right off the rip in the hangar. But uh, yeah, I, Hale I called him like, out. I'm, despite the fact that they just seem to keep popping up all the time, everyone says that Jedi are so rare now. So like, I'm inclined to believe that that no one is a Jedi until, you know. It's proven that they are or something yeah. yeah so that i you know that's just yeah they they had the outfit on but so did that guy in kenobi you know <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> the poser yeah yeah um, uh this did uh, kumail nanjiani i think played yep. that but mm-hmm. th- this did start with a little crawl not a no perspective like ask. in the movies but there was um a little informational couple paragraphs there at the beginning caught you up to speed uh i thought it was do you guys think this show would have, uh, if you've not seen Rebels or anything, any of the animated shows, do you think you still would have been able to keep up and and follow the plot? I think I think they did a pretty good job setting it up, but it would be like a totally different experience. I would agree. Um, I think 
I think they've done a good job in the first two episodes of writing it to the point where somebody can pick it up. They can understand the storyline and what's going on. I think they're going to have questions about some of the characters history or or the back character, like the backstory of them. But ideally you, you instantly know who the players are. Um, you know, you kind of have a feeling of what's going on. I will, I will say it's a little weird. Hey, we're looking for a star map. That's going to lead us to this person. Sounds very familiar. Um, but otherwise plot is very direct and you know what's going on. But I think there's a lot of mystery too. To some degree, Thrawn and Ezra disappeared. It's been many years and now they're still alive and we're going to go find them. We pretty much would have to find some kind of map to them. You know, like if they were anywhere in the, the galaxy that they exist in, you know, the standard star Wars galaxy, they would have already popped back up. You know, Mm -hmm. they would have gotten a message out. They would have gotten on a ship. They would have, something would have happened. So yes, I agree. We already did this. Find a map to somebody else now twice, I think, (laughs) but uh, I don't know how else we were really <coughs> going to get there. I'm not the writer either. So like, I'm sure there was some other thing, but I'm not going to begrudge them that too much. I, I do think they have done a good job of explaining everything. And even like a, a lay person should be able to follow along just fine. But I think of like all those little things about, you know, just they're mentioning Ezra left and right. And then Hera and, and Ahsoka are having these conversations and like, sure, that all makes sense. They're, these people are friends, whatever. Obviously, there's some sort of confidant, but like, I think you're just missing so much context. And then I say, I feel like I would have been lost if I didn't know. Really? I feel like I would have still enjoyed it, but I feel like, I mean, I'm lost now because there's this whole like back plot of Ahsoka and Sabine you know, like, had some sort yeah. of... Like, so this is obviously, like, not... Like, I think we initially thought that this was going to pick up right where Ahsoka the White comes, and I think that mm-hmm. that Ahsoka the White is like, hey, Sabine, let's train or whatever, like, whatever they're referencing, and then even more time has passed, and now we're here, like... Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's sort of the impression I got, too. Although they did do, and I'd have to go did back you, to that. Did ep- you have to knock on wood? <laughs> Sorry. That is I, the impression that I get. Okay. <laughs> I never had to, but Man, I better. Kyle's oh, anyway. going to have a lot of musical cues uh, to drop in this episode. Here we go. Not if, not if nobody puts it in the notes. Um, <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. It, it was a little unclear to me because... Obviously, the scene at the end of episode two is exactly the same as the scene at the end of the epilogue where they are leaving, except Ahsoka has on like a different outfit. Correct. So like, I don't know if that is a... It was unclear to me, are we reliving this same thing? Are we getting a do-over? Did they go out and do this first initial training which like josh just said we saw that in the end of rebels they went off for years and now they're back and we're starting over again from this same spot or is this just like a different interpretation of that outfit for live action uh we thought the white on white was like two on the nose and boom we're picking up from there that was a little bit unclear for me because obviously the epilogue is years and years after, you know, the, the the New Republic has already kind of settled in and things like that. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. I That's uh, a good question. I I would tend to think that it's not a new outfit for live action because it didn't even like resemble the other outfit didn't have the staff didn't mm-hmm. have Morai. and we're talking about a thing that's made by the same creator so like right. i don't i i like if it was somebody else making it totally but the, the fact that it's they're both dave and everything else about well maybe not everything but like so much the this it felt like i was this both of these episodes just felt like i was watching rebels Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of that Ahsoka the White stuff, I read a, an article before this, before the premiere, uh, that was talking about sort of her transition into that and and how it it relates to um, Gandalf and and his transition from Gandalf the Gray to Gandalf the White and how her time in the world between worlds was similar to when he fell down and battled the Balrog and went through like whatever the Tolkien version of hell is. Uh, so in that article, I'm getting like so deep into this, whatever we're doing a star Wars podcast. (laughs) Uh, so in this article, they said, they claimed that Ezra pulls Ahsoka out, Saves her from Vader, whatever. They have their conversation. I want to save Kanan. You can't save Kanan. You'd undermine his sacrifice. Blah, 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 blah. Palpatine shows up. She saves Ezra from Palpatine. They both go back out. Okay. And she's back in uh, the Twilight of the Apprentice by the Sith Temple and all that stuff. So in this article, they say that when she goes back out, then she again goes through some journey in the world between worlds without Ezra and has some kind of experience there. And then when she comes out, she's Ahsoka the white and has gone through this like change, whatever development. And that's when she picks up Sabine. And I I believe they're basing this on those tops cards that uh, Dave made that they based on, Dave's drawings that came out like years ago. Do you know what I'm talking about? The red yeah. and black tops cards. Yeah, no, I ordered those going. after you showed them to me. Yeah. yeah, they're very cool. But anyway, I've never really heard that before or considered that before or thought of those as like a canon thing separate from, I thought it was just sort of like whatever, drawings, mock-ups, like little doodles. Uh, so what do you guys think? Do you think there's like merit to that? This was not a star wars.com article. Um, I think it's a really interesting we, theory. Yeah. yeah. I, obviously we don't really know what happens to Ahsoka between that battle with Vader and when she picks up with Sabine. Yeah. Um, there was a, it's probably the, maybe the same article or something along the same lines. It wasn't on star wars.com, but yes, Dave basically talked about the world between worlds at length and how time is relevant there. And to your point, like pulling people in and out and how it affects everybody's journey in different ways. And it's not necessarily like time travel, but it is in an essence, kind of like the multiverse where you've got different threads of things that can happen at the same time. Um, but it's different for everybody. I'll have to find it and send it to you guys. But it was yeah, a, I think the gist of it is that when you're in there, you're outside of the normal space time, you know, Mm -hmm. so you're everywhere. You're also nowhere. You could be any point 
from the, it's like a central hub that branches out to anywhere in time and space, uh, which is insane to think about. But I, I, that's really inter- th- That's interesting mm-hmm. to me that she could have gone on that whole other journey because if, if that's true, like you were just saying, this is a the world between worlds is a a point from which you can reach anyone and anything that has ever or will ever happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's the nature of infinite space time. And she could have spoken with and learned quite literally anything from anyone. Uh, and that could be really, really interesting. And I, I'm going on like a wild tangent here, but like I borderline hope that something like that has happened because one of my biggest gripes, I'm going to go ahead and throw out a, throw out a negative here that I, th- I just think Ahsoka just, she just feels so different, not bad. I don't think it's a horrible character, anything like that. The show is very enjoyable. Rosario Dawson is doing a great job, but that character just feels different than it did in, Clone Wars and Rebels. Okay, that, more. It's just different. That's what I was going to ask. Is it the question of not necessarily the person portraying Ahsoka? It's the uh, how Ahsoka is acting mm-hmm. overall, right? Her persona or who she is is very different here than what it was in Rebels and in Clone Wars. I could kind of see that. Yeah, not because of who's not because of it's different people playing yeah. it, but yes, she seems very like focused on. Thrawn and getting that done and and trying to, in her words, prevent another war. Instead yeah, that's of one of the points I would have made. Like around her, the Ahsoka I am familiar with, that is like one of my favorite characters, would be looking for Ezra. Looking for Ezra, and and yes, Thrawn is out there, and we want to prevent these things from happening. But her priority would be to find Ezra because he's important ah. to her. Um, and I feel like you were just saying it's framed differently, you know, and lots of other little things, you know, like she, Hera makes that little comment like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll bet your master was frustrated with you or you gave him a hard time or whatever. And she reacted like it's subtle, but she reacted like almost angry about that. But Ahsoka would be like kind of nostalgic about that or like, uh, sentimental or sad Anakin was a a great angry or upset like she likes thinking about that and she feels like some type of way about it I I don't know it just feels different to me Josh um yeah I that was one of my things too was I don't think it's bad but I think it's definitely different and I like I feel like she's too stoic I think she's lost at least so far I feel like I'm not I'm not getting the warmth that Ahsoka has. Like Ahsoka is like a warm, empathetic, like caring character. And right now she just seems really cold. Agreed. A hundred percent. Even when she's slicing inquisitors, there's still like heart to it. Maybe there's a backstory Mm -hmm. that we're going to get to why, like, like you said, her journey, her time with Sabine, like all that stuff. Maybe like there's a reason that you know she's like this now. And if that's the case, then cool. And maybe maybe we'll see that warmth. Then sort of cool, but can then be the point of this show be like her arcing back? Right. That's herself? what I was going to say. It's like yeah. cool because well, no. So I say cool because if there's a back if there's a backstory to it and a reason for the stoicism, then then 
it's a choice that they made and it's not just like, mm-hmm. oh, they got it wrong. Right. And she's Excuse me. and I feel like I I feel like I got a little bit of that warmth and a little bit of that caring in Mando when she popped up with Grogu. A little right? bit. Like, a little she bit. She's like a little bit. Like she's like, I'm not gonna train him, but I do I do understand him and I do care about him and I want there was some warmth to be with, a little bit more warmth a little with bit. Luke too. Almost hard yes. not to with like one of the most adorable creatures that's ever been on screen. Well you know? yeah. But sure. <laughs> We'd all be like, Oh, Grogu. Yeah. But no, What's I she felt, gonna be do like F this kid. Well, I felt know, more I mean, warmth there than what I did here. Now, mind you, that's later. That's to come, right? Because that's after. Well, because right it? now we're still looking. We're looking for Thrawn no. after the Battle no. of Lothal, no. right? No, this is later. No. She already already met all Morgan Elspeth, and well, she already captured oh, Morgan Elspeth and put her on the thing and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Morgan uh, Els- yeah. Morgan right. Elspeth being captured is literally the thing that lets us know that this happened after Mando. Yep, you're right. You're right. Yep, that's the My only thing that that specifically up. points to that. The question is, where does the epilogue of Rebels specifically fall? Right. Because that's a little ambiguous. And and Dave loves not telling us that, so. (laughs) Star Wars timelines are good like that in general. Well, speaking of of Ahsoka kind of being cold and talking about how she's reacting, let's talk a little bit about her relationship with Sabine. Um, Because clearly that happened, right? She tried to train her, and for whatever reason, uh, Sabine basically said she quit on me, uh, you know, and we can reflect back on Ezra's training with Kanan. Ezra, Ezra was, Ezra was quite difficult at times for Kanan. Um, but both his master and apprentice, they kind of had to learn from each other, you know, in, in teaching you will learn and learning you will teach. Uh, and it kind of flourished and finally got to a point where they were, syncopatic and and moved forward it doesn't seem like with ahsoka and sabine we ever got to that point and it it was heavily fractured between the two all the best padawans are a little annoying most uh, it seems like most of of those relationships are a little contentious (laughs) luke times ahsoka Mm -hmm. obi-wan all annoying when they're padawans ezra super annoying probably still annoying I'm going to say, you know, Ezra is a top-tier Jedi objectively, and you hate on him so much. Like, you, he was under the worst circumstances after the Jedi had already been wiped out. He, like, does all these amazing things. He takes out Thrawn. He communed with Yoda across, like, the plains, who gifted him his kyber crystal, trained by Kanan, who is a very sick Jedi. He could, like, basically communicate with animals through the Force. Touched the dark side a few times and came back from it. Yeah, they all do that, too, but... He was he was good. Yeah, he was dope. Yeah, still is. I'm I'm sick of it. I'm sick of your hate, your Ezra hate <laughs> over there. Good, good. Um, he did. I did. I did like the uh, the little hologram Ezra that Sabine was mm-hmm. watching, and um, Iman Esfande. When you're when you're watching the hologram, he kind of rubs the back of his head when he's talking about Sabine being kind of like a sister like this. If you go back and watch Rebels, Ezra, Ezra did that, that all the time, yeah. all the time. It's like like when he's embarrassed or kind of shy about things, he would do this and like scratch the back of his head. I was like, that is a beautiful little touch. Um, I loved the you know kind of episode one Phantom Menace hollow disc that they had mm-hmm. that she had it on. That was so cool. 
Um, I think those two are definitely going to get a kiss when they meet up, and that is like the Star Wars version of boning. It is very serious. <laughs> so I, um, uh, I'm here for didn't, it. Um, what's what's her name? And Andor, she was literally waking up in her underwear with somebody. That's uh, whatever his name was. Up. Yeah, <laughs> whatever whatever his name was. Um, no, but yeah, this was uh, a, it's a f- little bit of a fractured relationship, but. Yeah, we got to um, see how that went down because again, that is like that would seem out of character for Ahsoka. Where like, do you think we're getting that, that patience, story and that training and flashbacks? I mean, uh, exposition. The Sabine show that's coming in a year and a half. Damn, I'd I'm watch it. Um, I thought Sabine was great. She was one of the best translations, I think, from from. Second best, yeah. Anim- animated to live action. Second, Second best. best. Uh, I-, I meant in um, this show. Bo-Katan. Oh, uh, Chopper. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. That was pretty the good. The droids were all great. Uh, uh, Yang was pretty solid. Ryder was great, too. Oh. Um, I mean, you can't beat that but, one. That was... Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought Hera was a little... I. I don't know. Something about it was just not. It was not the best looking Twi'lek we've ever seen on screen. Uh, but no, I that's think Garza her, Whip. <laughs> she was no Garza <laughs> Whip. That's for sure. Um. But her, like, she felt like Hera to me. Like she was yeah. serving the purpose that Hera mm-hmm. normally does. She was given Hera type of dialogue, and um, she felt was, right. She didn't look yeah. amazing, amazing to me. But listening to good. both sides of the coin understanding where people are coming from and kind of using she's that motherly thing she's point. trying to push people into what they need if they don't really see it even um mm-hmm. you know which i, I think is ah- ahsoka and sabine both are in need of each other right now which is what everyone was trying to tell them yeah yep um let's josh see I'm gonna, go ahead josh Sorry. chopper yes they left oh. chopper on the ship come on also, yeah, he got no love. Yeah, but I also I don't remember. So the his dialogue, you could understand him. Like some of his sounds were like it was obviously Dave you, like saying like the actual lines. word. Like, were you going through my stuff? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't remember. Like, you could always tell what he was saying through context, but bit. it wasn't that clear. <laughs> No, they definitely no. cleared it up a little bit. He I, he was definitely making, like, I would say in Rebels, if you listen to their answers and go back, like, you can kind of hear some of the words that would have, but it was, I agree, it was definitely way more so in yeah. this, because it was full on, like, basically just like a sentence that they, they distorted a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was hilarious that... Uh, are the way that we're going to get a tracking device on another ship is I'm going to fly real close and hope and hope <laughs> Chopper can throw it on there, which he can't at least some of the time <laughs> because she said don't she miss said, don't again miss this time yeah yeah <laughs> oh man yep. yeah that was a, well if we're picking nits <clears throat> uh we're we're surviving a lot of sta- uh um uh lightsaber yes. stabs yes. these days too I wish right. she would have got a glancing blow or a, or a a limb or something but like run through with the saber and i get it we were close to town ahsoka was right there like she got immediate attention but still come on that was that was gonna be my question was how do you guys feel about kind of more and more characters 
surviving lightsaber wounds. I mean, at this is, point. It, is it zombie rules now? You have to you have to chop someone's head off. Like, give me a break. Come you on, get a pull. Lightsabers are supposed to be like big <laughs> yeah. time weapons. Yep. Well, I think ahead, the, I think the thing is is that actually I think we should see more people survive the stab the straight through because it ca- instantly cauterizes the wound you don't bleed so out so you're not going to bleed out so if you didn't hit the very right thing you're you're okay if we can get you to the back to quite quickly enough Tell which is Qui-Gon. well I, so that's yeah, where i was going exactly with so, like, i was like he should have he should have not died so fast from that well but, but and i've thought they made that a point i have thought that since the 90s i was like week how did he die so fast mm. yeah so they made kind of made it a point to show on sabine where the stab wound went right yeah. kind of yeah like towards look, the it's lower, in lower right stomach and it's look, in the stomach and- qui-gon got stabbed like right in the bottom of the sternum like right where everything kind of connects lungs and hearts and things lungs yeah. heart and if that's the fact where hey it's gonna go in here and it's gonna cauterize the wound instantly like i could see that where he had no time. He's he's not able to breathe at that point. Everything's caught. There's no airflow. There's no anything potentially at that point. I could understand that a little bit more. But yes, they they made it very clear. Like, hey, she only got stabbed on the side. It's okay. Like she's got a little video gamey to me. Like, gotta be that wasn't a critical <laughs> hit. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a minor detail, but. But then, like, 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 uh, like I would have um, rather get sliced across the back or something, and like Finn, just be all messed up. Like Finn, Finn got whatever. sliced yeah. across the back and was in a coma for like weeks, months, or something like that. And he that didn't does even, take place after this when they should have yeah. theoretically like slightly more advanced technology. Whatever he was in the the bubble suit or whatever yeah. with the hoses, and like he was there I, for I mean, like weeks. It's all. It's all. <laughs> whatever story plot based it's fine maul guess, got his whole but, you know lower half chopped off he true. lived true. now his i can understand because his pure hatred and anger literally kept him alive also weren't all his vital organs amazing. above his waist so he could still breathe his heart would still Technically, be yeah yeah i don't know cut pooped, off at the hips yeah, i guess he had <laughs> most of the rest of that stuff going on <laughs> yes um, so they yeah that was that was question one of the in the three questions but yes Sorry <laughs> to get uh, sidetracked. I thought so. I thought I was shocked when that whole th- we're talking about Sabine getting stabbed. When that whole thing happened, the droid got the map. He got on the the lift, which is an elevator, uh, and she missed it. So she ran back into her little apartment and went digging through her stuff. I'm like, uh, jetpack and a couple blasters, and she's going over Van the sides, guns blazing. And no, she comes out with a lightsaber. And zero armor on. Kyle, I'm like, I think Sabine, you, what are we doing here? My dude, girl. You are on the same <laughs> wavelength as me because I literally wrote down, why didn't Sabine grab her van braces? The things that have the lasso, her the rockets, any one of those things that she could have thrown on super quick and run downstairs. And there's, if you go back and you watch um, the episode where Kanan is training her, and Fenral gives her the van braces. Yeah, she's got Kanan even says anti-Jedi stuff. This is yeah, Fen's like this is to combat the Jedi. And Kanan goes, all that's going to do is buy you time, right? Which she had already radioed Huyang saying I need backup. 
Or did she well, do it as she was no, running out? She did, but she didn't know that the I forget her name now, that the apprentice, we don't know what they are, not Jedi, not Sith oh, was down there yet. She only knew about the droids. Mm-hmm. So like I get that she didn't think she was gonna get into like an actual lightsaber duel, but she establishes later A I don't have force skills. B, I haven't been training. And C, I was never very good at this. So, like, she's got a whole apartment full of gear. Why was that the thing she grabbed? I I, I got got you. I got you. I was on the same page. Go ahead, Josh. So, let's talk about that. She is force sensitive. She's not force sensitive. Um, I watched this three times now because we had that conversation. So... I'm going to say, one, everyone is connected to the Force in some way. It, it connects us. It binds us. It flows yeah, through all Yeah, but for, you know what Force-sensitive so, means in Star Wars, dude. Come on. I do. I do. But she says, I never had the talent for it or the abilities. Definitely not like Ezra. And Hu Yang says, I've seen thousands of Padawans over all the years, and I can definitely say... You ha- are less adept than any of them. So, <laughs> yes. if she has any, it's not much. Technically, if you go back to when Kanan was training her, and Kanan in, is on the on the hollow phone or whatever with Hera <laughs> talking about her. Comlink. Um, he comlink. He God. said she could not. Phone. He yeah. said the, the force res- the force okay, resides taking in your all fan living guard things. Away. Shh. The force <laughs> the force resides in all living things. <laughs> but you have to be open to it. And he said, she is conflicted. And if that's part of the problem, then, and if she's still conflicted, then she's not going to learn those force abilities. I've got a whole thing about this, but I want to hear what Josh has to say. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. So I took that as like, I never had the ability of Kanan. Not that I didn't have the abilities. Like, like Kanan was very good at this. I'm not good at this. And then I, you mean Ezra? Yep, I do mean Ezra. You're right. I didn't even want to talk about it. Take his fan card away. (laughs) I know. But she said abilities. Abilities. That Kanan, that that Ezra had. Abilities. Yeah. Mm. Which to me is like, that's a, you know, force abilities. Well, but also I think the fact that Hu Yang said that her ability, her adeptness with the force is below all of those people implies that she does have force ability because i feel like if she didn't have force ability he would have just said you don't not yours is below like it being below implies that there's something there to be below you know which is is good which it could be but then like we're getting into a whole thing about is jedi a religion or is it like are they soldiers okay well they're not supposed to be soldiers but they only recruited people who were really force adept. Well, that's because they were sort of creating soldiers. If it was just a religion and it was open to everyone, does that mean anyone who trained hard enough and opened their hearts enough and whatever meditated and went through all these exercises could have some level of force sensitivity or adeptness or whatever? Um, just that's because not what I've ever gotten a part from of Star Wars. everyone and everything. Hmm. I I've never gotten any indication from Star Wars that there was that uh, to me it's like Harry Potter there are muggles and there are people and there are wizards there are no there's no in between. Do there, people have a metachlorian count of zero? 
I don't know. I don't know. Because like, it's on a range. We've only ever heard about like two people's midichlorian counts. Right. So. Right. Well, it, um, because the, in theory, if they're if they can be very high, they can also be very low. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I think the thing is, we've only ever been looking at people who are real, real good at it. You know, but that that's like saying only bodybuilders can lift weights. Well, like no, anyone can do it. Some people just really suck at it. Um, I, I I don't know. That's sort of like maybe they elaborate on some well, of that stuff, but I don't know it, that it, there's a real world comparison though. Like to 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 Jedi and like you, I don't think that like that's not a like I don't I don't I don't believe that everyone has the ability. I I think that there's a, if if you're force sensitive. That's when you're able to do it. And Jedi is a Jedi is a religion, but it's only open to these people that fit the that piece. And then there's other mm-hmm. like that. If you're not, uh, if you're if you want to worship the Force and you're not Force sensitive, that's when you go to like the Guardians of the Wills or whatever. Do we? But know? are you? Do you don't you don't think Chirrut Imwe had any Force sensitivity? I'm not saying he didn't, but I'm saying like there are people that are. Like have like I I don't think like anybody can be a Jedi if they try hard enough. Because well, I'm not saying a Jedi, and I'm not saying like you could, you know, grab. But but we know there's a range. Like we know there's a spectrum because people like well, I think there, I think there's Ahsoka a I think there's a spectrum can just do things that other Jedi cannot. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. like what. Like at the worst Jedi, that's the cutoff. Though there's nothing below that. Well, that yeah, even I think just, like I think there's intuition or force or, sensitivity, and then and there's the range, and then there's people that have nothing. Hmm. And then there's pe- some people that have so little that they couldn't be a Jedi, but maybe they're like a Night Sister or they're you know some other something. Night Sisters have magic. That's a whole other thing. It's still force <laughs> sensitivity. <laughs> No, I really, I really um, think it's a completely separate thing. Oh, I don't think they it use is. magics. I, it's a I think whole it is. Thing. I think it's different too. I don't think the Night Sisters are along the same spectrum of. I think that's why. Totally that's different. why Asajj was a unique thing. Yeah. Let me. Um. Well, speaking of Night Sisters, it's a great segue, Kyle, because we did get uh, a little bit of more knowledge on Morgan. What was this place? Morgan. An ancient temple built by my ancestors. The Night Sisters of Daphnia. She's a witch! Burn her! You're a witch. <laughs> she turned me into a newt. <laughs> a survivor. I, a newt? I got well, better. I got better. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love when you can bring it back to some Monty oh, Python. Man. That's fantastic. um yeah morgan she's a night sister or apparently or a descendant at least of a night sister that's That's big news um yeah we thought they were mostly just wiped out huh yeah the last time we saw them was in rebels in like a spirit form right like when maul and ezra went down to the oh yeah there was and they find the dark saber yeah Um, because they they pretty much got genocided in a comic book yeah the separatists came in and took them out well it was one of the clone wars episodes too i thought um but yeah they showed up and pretty much took them all out so it's it's interesting that we have one left which i maybe there's more out there 
Um, I don't know. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, it is a separate thing, but it is still considered uh, force wielding. They do the magics is different, and it's related to Dathmir. Um, and magics. Some stuff that's going on in Dathmir, but it's still considered. They do call it magics. They don't call it magic. There, it, it's <laughs> yeah. still um, still considered. Danny McBride. For, still <laughs> considered force wielding. They were actually initially trained by a fallen Jedi. Um, and there's actually uh-huh. different. There's a uh, splinter factions. There's like the Night Sisters, and then there's witches of Dathmir that aren't force sensitive. They're like separate. Hmm. I think that might be a legend. Josh, story, Josh, you're dropping some knowledge on us. Also, why? Like so, it. two things. Morgan Elsbeth nominated for worst uh, Star, Star Wars name. Star Wars name ever. Secondly, maybe it's an undercover name. Maybe she's hiding her true. Yeah, no, that would name. that would be good. Two. Why is she look normal? Every other night sister. I mean, define normal in canon. Ahead has gray skin. Are they gray skin, right? Yeah, Every like single one. Gray skin. Yeah. yeah. And I think they're mostly hairless, right? Aren't they almost all No, bald? some of them. No, because no, even Asajj no, has, so. has hair later on. In that Dark Disciple mm-hmm. book, Asajj has hair. Oh, that's true. She does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that um, was a choice. Maybe it's maybe she's got some concealer on there. I don't know. She's trying to like fit in with people. I don't know. Yes, it is odd, though. Like, why isn't she gray skin? Like, uh, I, I mean, think she's that would have been a descendant too. Maybe she's like yeah. quarter night sister. Who knows? Yeah, I I think that'd be we we probably would have figured it out pretty quick that she was there. But I, at the same time, like, you know, if she's a night sister. How come she didn't use any kind of magic when she first fought Ahsoka, right, with the spear, um, before she got captured? But at the same time, well, I think she's trying to hide. She's it. not. Yeah, maybe she's not as adept at it either. I don't know. There's still we a lot there that we time. haven't. Yeah, there's a lot that we haven't uncovered yet with um, uh, with them. But um, yeah, so episode. There's a lot going on in episode one. I loved um a lot of the comparisons between the live action and the rebels. You know, um, Sabine riding on the bike, going down the freeway from kind of the overhead behind shot. Very similar to what we see in Rebels. Um, the flyover of the tower. Uh, we saw that a lot in Rebels too, especially when Ezra was up in there. Um, going yeah, into the second episode. In live action. Yep. The second episode, the when you see the tower kind of in the background and one of the Loth, when Ahsoka's going there, and you see one of the Loth cats pop up in the tall brush, and then a second one kind of pops up. Um, very on the nose for what you would see in Rebels as far as shots. Um, so those kind of crossover appearances were great. Um, cinematically, it, it, both these episodes were gorgeous. I thought Corellia was, I, I mean, it was probably just a different part of Corellia than we have seen. And it, this is obviously like a good while later, but it looked very, very, very different than what we saw the little bit of it in solo. Right. Yeah. Do we agree mm-hmm. on that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, the Kiner score uh, so far has been amazing. Um, different for all of the characters, different for what's going on. Um, the sounds, though, like in that opening one, you heard those hard piano keys uh, when things kind of turned darker. They did like um, a it's static been, in the like opening credits too, in part of that mm-hmm. music that was uh, really yeah. different to me for Star it's, Wars. It's been dope. Go ahead, Josh. Um, 
It was. I thought his the score was really good. I think it shined more when it wasn't trying to be John Williamsy. Mm-hmm. I think when any time someone who's not John Williams tries to be John Williams, it doesn't sound good, or it doesn't sound. It sounds like they're uh, pretending. But anytime he was doing like the drone, like all the stuff that we loved from Rebels, like the droney stuff and like the yeah the piano keys, mm-hmm. that's that stuff was cool. Like what's, when it's his own touches, I think it's it shines. Um, he's he's doing he's done a great job with it. So I'm waiting to get that. I haven't heard music. the Ahsoka theme yet. Uh-uh. Which I love, so I want to. Um, you know, we got to see. We talked about a Rise, bit of the Ryder Azadi there somewhere. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about Ryder Azadi, Jake Hell, who we saw in season one, episode five of of Rebels. Season one, he was in Imperial Training Academy. Um, he is now a Callback. senator. <laughs> He's Callback. now a senator on um on on uh lothal that's pretty impressive writer's kind of back to being a governor i guess or whatever he was before yeah, so governor Thanks. yeah so it was pretty cool so that's i mean that was a, a loaded first episode and then we still had a second episode which was called toil and trouble um very Macbeth reference to you know the three witches um which we had the three witch statues when ahsoka finds the map that were kind of hidden in there um and then uh, we kind of get more into like what's actually going on, um, kind of behind the scenes. Um, this uh, I'm going to play this little clip here from um, Morgan and uh, the Jedi here when they're kind of um, discussing some things about what they find. This place was not built by the Jedi. Whose work is it? And this is cut too, An by the way. It's short from a distant galaxy. Would you like to see it? This is our galaxy. That is our destination. It's a whole separate galaxy. Our Grand Admiral Thrawn is banished. Pathway to Peridia. Some call it that. The children of the Jedi Temple call it that. It comes from old stories. Fairy tales. Tales which are based on truths. You're certain of this? I feel the path forward is clouded. Thrawn calls to me. Across time and space. That part was a little weird to me, too. It is weird. You speak of dreams. Vague and fractured hopes. The threads of fate do not lie. Threads of fate do not lie. A very interesting point. She mentions Thrawn calls to me through time and space. Not space and time, time and space. Um, and they're in an entirely different galaxy. They have no clue about that other galaxy. They could barely find the starting point from the current galaxy. Um, this is going to get really, really interesting. Uh, with where yeah, I'm not sure if that was just like her, like magics talking to her, or uh, like is he literally sending out a signal? Like, how would that even work? No um, idea. But that's weird. But they're clearly building some giant ship to try and get there. Well, in in all right, so think about it. There, Morgan is trying to find this map that was buried in an ancient temple. 
by her ancestors, right? In a temple that is clearly ruined, that Ahsoka had to do some fifth element key puzzle I thing that just was, to get I it to come that, up out of the ground. I thought that was right? hidden, not ruined. What? I don't I didn't I thought that was like what? She the, had to solve the puzzle to unlock it, like it was hidden. I I didn't think she was like digging it up, right? Um like well, it was old. The, I think I mean it was old. Yes, it was very old. It's abandoned or it was an outpost or whatever she called it, a fortress. Um yeah. but you still had to solve this puzzle yeah, just to like get this thing out of the ground. Right. Game. And Morgan was looking for it. So why would the map to where Thrawn and Ezra disappeared to within the last couple years be buried in an ancient temple? Well, because this place that they have gone to is something that people have been known about for a long, long time, but they just thought it was it, at some point it had been chalked up to legend or fairy tale or whatever. That's what he was saying. It, it's the path to per- Peridia. That the Jedi used to, uh, younglings or whatever used to talk about in the temple. And it's, you know, like a old wives tale or a children's story or whatever. Uh, but turns out, you know, every, all legend is based in truth, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. And And it's something that this like ancient civilization knew about. This place that they're at now, this ruins very much Stonehenge esque, right? Was not built by the Jedi, was not built by the Sith, was not built by, uh, the Night Sisters or the Witches of Dathomir, right? This was built by somebody else. So who Another do we thing. think built this? I mean, this, you know, a, a whole galaxy that's been <laughs> existing for billions of years. It could have a whole other galaxy. Any, anyone, you know. The some, Star Wars is in a galaxy. <laughs> but I also think that's something that they're never going to elaborate on. Not in this show. You don't think? No, they found the map and we're moving on from that. I'm about 90% sure. Well, but they have to go out there. Well, yeah, to the place, but I don't I think like that temple where she dug it up and then the droids blew it up, like I don't think we're necessarily going to go back and figure out who the people were that had that temple or whatever. We're going to go to this new galaxy and get them. Oh, I I think I had assumed that it like that they were there. Like oh, that the, the ancient people race who had was that temple. There. Yeah. But maybe That's not. That's kind of what I figured. But oh, they, maybe I didn't make that assumption. Maybe I'm hoping it, it it won't be because we've seen nothing to indicate that at all. But man, I just I really want them to bring the Vong back into canon. <laughs> and that I be, mean, they're an extra extra galactic, so that I mean yeah. that fits. Um, there's I mean there's different species that they could bring in that are in legends that. I, you know, we had the whole, what is that? The giant, I don't even know what it was. The giant thing that Bad Batch found in their episode, the giant Walker robot laser blaster tank thing. Um, yes, it's a technical term for it. Um, whatever that blaster. thing was that was built by an ancient race. Um, uh, we've yeah. had, we've had examples of this kind of popping up now, like alluding to, Hey, there's more than just what's in your existing galaxy. There's things that have come from other places that have left. Well, just footprints. cause it was ancient doesn't mean it was from an, another galaxy. 
You know, I mean, there's the ancient stuff on Earth we have no idea about. It doesn't. Uh, I'm not assuming that stuff came from aliens. We just they didn't write it down, and we don't know. It's lost to time. <laughs> they didn't leave the. They didn't leave the instructions. Insert yeah. tab they A into slot. Took B. poor notes. Right. Right. Um. But yeah, we could get anything. I don't know. But the, what we do know, they're building a giant, giant hyperspace ring. Uh, I thought that whole thing was the ship. It is massive. Well, yeah, I think it is because they were on like the deck on the like top of it. So yeah, the something um, of Scion they were calling it. it the, the Eye of Scion. Let me let me ask this question. Do you guys think that's like literally a ship that's going to like transport them back and forth, or do you think it's like a Stargate type thing where it like opens? Within the ring, somehow. No, and I like think it's hi- like hyper putting hyperdrives on it. I mean, that's what it looked like to me. But well, they I said mean, they were installing the last hyperdrive, so I don't think you would use a hyperdrive to create a like a Stargate. I don't, I don't no, know. I mean, unless they're just using them like turbines or something. But I don't. We have not established anything like that in the Star Wars universe, as far no. as I know. But I don't know. It's it's huge. It's massive. The eye of yeah, they're going to fly there, but I don't like even with nine engines and they're going to establish that this is like the fastest ship ever made, I'm sure. But ah, we know that like hyperspace travel within the galaxy sometimes takes days and weeks. How long mm-hmm. is it going to take them to get to a completely separate galaxy, which is light years away? Like, uh, I don't know. We're going to have know. to do some uh, some explaining about that one, I think. Um, we did get um a little bit of explaining of what is his name Mer- Min to Hera and, and Ahsoka though about how things work now uh, in the New Republic. This was one of Morgan's facilities. She supplied raw materials used in the construction of hyperdrive generators for Imperial class star destroyers. Now we're taking them apart and using the cores to power the new ships in the defense fleet. Do the facilities still employ any of her former staff? Of course, there's no other way to remain operational. An empire doesn't just become a republic overnight. You will still find ex-imperials at every level of the new republic government. Don't you worry about their loyalty? Not at all. The average worker doesn't care about the nuances of galactic politics. They have loyalty so long as they're paid. And you? I'm a businessman, General. My loyalty is to my investors. About that green, baby. <laughs> um, Harris' face when he said that was this look of shock. Like, is he serious right now? Well, they were also getting. She didn't know. <laughs> they were also getting mean mugged by like every worker in the whole place as they were driving mm-hmm. through. She's kind of in shock by this. They get ambushed by, uh, or the thing tries to leave. Obviously, they didn't want to leave. Uh, Soka t- kind of deals with Maroc. We still don't know who Merrick is. I haven't seen a face. Um, no, no face. Kind of tall. Um, taller than Ahsoka for sure. Um, you know, I have to blade. say, I'm really um, sick of Ahsoka just not murking these these uh, former Padawans. Give me a break. She's Anakin Skywalker's freaking apprentice. She, she fought survived. Vader and survived. She fought Palpatine yeah. and survived. She, she, fought, she fought off a whole battalion during uh order 66 like she beat maul and then let him out like yeah i know <laughs> said go crazy <laughs> um yeah it's uh it was a little weird i did like the uh the saber throw 
and then kind of the callback where as it's coming back, she kind of just moves to the side like this as it goes yeah. flying by, and then she moved over. Very that, Anakin-esque. I did like that. That was cool. That was a nice mm-hmm. touch. Mm-hmm. Un- Beautiful un- touch there. dodge, yeah. Yep. Um, oh, my God. I just had an idea. Yeah, what? What, what? if... What if... She's stoic and weird, and the pers- the thing that breaks her out of that and brings her back to herself... Is a force ghost Anakin? <laughs> We're just gonna pull out all. I the mean, stops we did hear Anakin. Show. We already know Hayden's in the show, dude. We did hear him on the uh, the trailer teaser trailer. Um, I'm still hoping for Make it some so. kind of Kanan. Make it so. I assumed Make it, it would so. be another flashback, like in Kenobi, but maybe not. Oh, can you imagine that flashback? Live action Ahsoka. With Anakin, Clone Wars. Yeah, I just, I don't, uh, I don't know what to expect coming up next. I mean, obviously Sabine and, and Ahsoka are back together. She called her Padawan and obviously they're finishing Mm -hmm. up that, that Eye of Scion to go and try and find Thrawn, which I assume means the whole crew is probably going to go out there. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think there's a lot of questions still. What, um... Well, speaking of questions, let me dive into these three. So, um, what characters are you most interested in so far? And which character are you most kind of eager to see over the course of this show and where they develop to? Does anybody want to go? I think Balon is my most interesting person. I mean, Ahsoka's interesting, but we already know about Ahsoka, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say those two as well, probably because they're like the newer characters that we don't know that much about. But I think Sabine has a lot going on, too, and I'm really interested to see what her whole deal is. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, being interested in what our people, our already beloved characters mm-hmm. is like goes without That's saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not as interested in the Padawan. I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know if, uh, how I feel about her vibe right now. I don't, it's hard to gauge either of them. To be yeah. honest with well, you. I think they're both in a weird place. Um, They've both, I, I mean, put it in a little bit of perspective. Yes, the the rebels won the war, but like these these two have been through a lot. They've had a really hard time, um, and they've experienced a lot of loss. And I think they probably feel a lot of guilt, and it probably weighs on them. I think I, I don't I don't mm-hmm. think it's unreasonable. I think they're I, I could see why they would be you know, feeling um, down or depressed. You know, it's really funny. You were talking about uh, Ahsoka and Sabine, and I was talking about Balon and his apprentice. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was. That's funny. Um, Yeah. When I said the Padawan's not vibing for me, I was talking about the Padawan, not about (laughs) Sabine. (laughs) She's the one who got called Padawan. I guess they both got called Padawan, huh? <laughs> she didn't get. She didn't get. Ahsoka called, does say, "Take she, us out, Padawan." At the end, yeah. Um, she doesn't get called Padawan, but she's his apprentice. We know that, and yeah. she has the braid. Yeah. Yep. She, I mean, she's so, definitely uh, his trainee. Do, do yeah. Sith call them yes. Padawans? Probably not. No, I think they just call them apprentices. Yeah. But I don't think they're Sith. They're either, not. Though. They're some other thing. 
there's some other thing. And let me um let me play this last clip with uh, Morgan and Balin and the whole crew. Installation of the final hyperdrive has begun. Soon the Eye of Scion will be complete, and we shall deliver Grand Admiral Thrawn from his exile in the far galaxy. The sooner the better. The appearance of Ahsoka Tano on Corellia troubles you. It does. We made a clean escape. She couldn't have trapped us here. Balin, what do you see? Our presence in the Force is elusive. And her determination is vivid. Mm. She's coming. She's coming. Nothing can prevent our journey. To kill her would be a shame. There are so few Jedi left. Sentimental. Truth. All right, there. Like, it's very interesting his hearing him talk about it. He clearly you know has I mean? some like, kind of nostalgia for the Jedi, for the Jedi at least. And, and who they are. Mm-hmm. Like he's, yeah, um, he's got his own thing going on, you know, who knows, maybe they fell and he just went full on mercenary and he decided I got to do whatever I've got to do. Something like that. And he's not, cause it, he clearly doesn't hate the Jedi the way like the Sith typically do. Right. Exactly. Um, they don't have the LOIs. They don't have the red blades. Um, it's just, they're very interesting. I'm so intrigued by this backstory now. They don't have unlimited power. <laughs> so in the weeds with David Pumpkins. In a teeny tiny living space. <laughs> That's a different movie. Um, do you guys think, <laughs> last question, do you guys think any character, we lose any of our main characters in this series? In this Wait, ask that question again. I'm uh, sorry. Do you Still think we lose any of our main characters in this series? And I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't, I don't mean like Balin and um, Shin, like or like Hera, Ahsoka, any of our Sabine. legacy characters. Um, we haven't seen Zeb yet. I'm hope can't wait for him. God, Chop pop up. There's no any way. one of our legacy characters. Yeah, There's you're not gonna do it in the yeah. last show if you're not gonna do it in this show. I don't think he's going to be a full cast member, but I think we see him. He better at least be a, at least a hologram call in or something. Um, <laughs> I, I this show's already been greenlit for season two that we know. Mm-hmm. So, if if they were to do that, I think it would probably be next season, not this season. Mm-hmm. I hope not. Josh, what about you? Anybody? I wouldn't be surprised if Ahsoka dies at the end of this show. None of these people like after, are really after a few seasons in the uh, in the sequel trilogy, as far as we know. They're, they're at least not like. Well, I guess the ghost was technically in that giant. Yeah, I think Hera is, is, survives to the or, sequel trilogy. I think for sure, or or Jason it could okay. be Jason, uh, who we haven't seen yet either. So. <laughs> um, I don't know why yeah, you think know. someone's going to die. It's tough. I don't know. I, I they, Star Wars people die. They do, but they also it's, got yeah. through all people of Rebels that we assumed every single character was going to die and they only killed one. So. Yeah. But but they hey, I love too, the fact that 
Ahsoka calls out our theory on every character that kind of dies in Dave's world. Well, we didn't see a body, so he's still alive out there somewhere. <laughs> she's got the uh, the Thrawn. She's got it down. She knows Dave. So, yeah. Um, any other takes on these two episodes before we wrap it up and get out of here? Anything you guys really enjoyed, didn't enjoy? Yes, no, maybe. I liked it. I'm, ex- I'm excited yeah. to see where they go with this. I'm really curious to get some more information about Sabine and her like uh, Jedi training journey and how Ahsoka got to where she is now. Like that, that big gap between when Ezra mm-hmm. pulls her out in that ep- world between worlds episode in season four and now, or, you know, whatever Mando, those couple episodes, we just don't know much or really anything. I think about that, that middle time period there a uh, little bit, what was in the book, yep. I guess. But. Yep. I would agree. Josh, anything else? You good? No, I'm good. All right, let's wrap it up, y'all, and get out of here. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. That was recap of episode one and two of, of, of Ahsoka. Glad to be back. Good to be Glad back. Glad to be talking Star Wars. So um, good. Finally. Gosh. <laughs> so um, good. We got a lot more coming. Wars. It's it's a little Star weird uh, that it's on a Tuesday now. Tuesday. Um, Going up on a Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, isn't it? It's the only weird yep, thing no. is they put they're putting them out on Tuesdays now instead of Wednesdays. Yeah, everything which, else has been even Marvel stuff's all been Wednesday. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the move to why they moved it to Tuesday, but it is what it Someone is. So still gonna enjoy it. Um, and it's at nighttime. They're dropping it at night, not like midnight, so I can watch it in the morning. I do like that. I work. Like also there's weird. an actual like the time nighttime that I feel like people are sitting down and we're all communally watching it together. Mm. I like that. Good point. Good point. Um, and well, you don't have to worry about like. Spoilers, it, like, yeah. Being, yeah, like you, as soon yeah. as you wake up, there's I'm spoilers that unless you get up and watch it right away the, on Wednesday morning, baby. Yep. Um, well, if you haven't watched the first two episodes yet, sorry we ruined <laughs> yeah. it for you. Um, <laughs> get out there and watch them. Next one will drop next Tuesday. In the interim, you can hopefully we gave you guys some time to catch on the, catch up on the full. Uh, what do I want to call it? Bank of episodes that we have out there for we people to listen to. Hopefully, you guys. Thank you. I, I keep keep meaning to call it back catalog, and I keep That's forgetting okay. it. But um, hopefully, you caught up. Um, if not, you can go find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, you can find us anywhere on social media, Outer and Beacon at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can email us Outer and Beacon at gmail.com. I am Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Where are they going to find you guys? This is Josh. You can find me on Truth Social at KB <laughs> underscore legend. <laughs> this is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on all social media except Truth Social because I guess Josh <laughs> took it already. Nice. Oh, that was a good one. I like that. <sighs> all right, y'all. 
Get out there, do something Star Wars E. May the Force be with you. Always. Morgan Elspeth complains to the manager. <laughs> she just wants to live, laugh, love. These are like Chuck Norris jokes. <laughs> Bye.